This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kahn. Hello all, I'm Anadi Mishra, and I'm one of the earliest practitioners of DevOps in India. I've been helping organizations practice continuous delivery and DevOps uh, through a DevOps consulting firm I founded. You can find me on LinkedIn or on my blog, anadimishra.com, spelled as A-N-A-D-I-M-I-S-R-A.com. This is the first episode of a series with Anadi Misra about DevOps Katas. Hey, Anadi, uh, what's a kata? What's a coding kata for DevOps? A kata is, is, a, is a Japanese word, right, which would literally mean uh, a choreographed act or pattern of, of martial art movements. And that's that's where it started from, right? It was, was meant to be practiced alone, but, uh, you know, people also use it in, in groups as, as a training, right? The basic intent, though, of, of the original kata was to train muscles, right? Now, and, and it's not just Japanese, you know, if, if you look at it, we, in, in, the, in the India culture also, we, we have a saying that, it's like you know, it's it's only the practice which separates the experts from the novice. What what we've done in the in the agile and, and the DevOps industry, as you would know, is taken a leaf out of out of the Japanese culture, and we've started creating exercises which would help people hone their skills better. Right now, if, if you look at it, I believe you know software development and 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 IT are. Uh, historically have been one of those industries where you you just go and get things done on the job you know there, there isn't enough of, of training and there's is enough of, of preparations on how do you handle things as and when they occur and and you know kata for devops is is essentially small exercises that have been created to you know help you learn or, or retain your craft in devops the intent was to train muscles, right? So, so the idea with kata was that everything becomes a part of the muscle memory, and that's that's what we need a lot in DevOps as well. Because, well, you know, when when you're going through an outage, you don't want you don't want to figure out what to do at that point, right? You should have practiced it enough. What? I don't get so to look in the book. Really hey, hey, hold on, guys. The website's down. <laughs> let me read let me read up on this this part. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And uh, I think what we've both found is when we try to get people to use a practice as a software developer who's always in a hurry to make deadlines, that the software developer is reluctant to do things that aren't in their muscle memory. And so the getting them to do a new practice means they won't do it unless they practice the practice. So once it gets in their muscle memory, then they're, they're, they're happy to apply the practice and they won't think, oh no, I have to stop. I don't have time for this. So you have to get over that. When I uh, teach people uh, stop some kind of practice, I tell them, this is your push-ups. I know you know how to write the, the production code for this thing we're doing, but this is, you're doing push-ups. You got to do a bunch of push-ups so you can be able to do the, the action on your code because your code, I, you guys keep telling me, oh, this example's too easy. But the thing is, if I put you in the code, it's too hard. You get beat up. So uh, you got to practice. So you, when you get to the code, it'll be easier. <laughs> uh, so for years, I've used katas for teaching developers, but this area of using it for DevOps is really quite interesting to me. And I have less experience at that. So I want to tap into some of your knowledge about that. So will katas make me better at DevOps? Well, the the short answer is, you know, any kata, if, if, if you're doing it thoroughly enough, it would improve your skills, right? So so katas in, in DevOps shouldn't be any different, right? 
it's it's a bit more straightforward in software engineering, I would say, because you know we we have multiple programming languages, and we have a lot of problems as well, which which have been really gamified, right? There's there's this this thorough process of of building logic through tests and and, and other stuff that you go through. You're not always writing code so much when when it comes to DevOps cartas, right? What happens here is that we're we're learning how to make make tools play well with each other. And that usually is not just coding per se, you know. It's it's also a lot about uh, making, you know, solution architecture decisions or making the right sort of configurations. You are programming a lot of hooks or, or event processors of sort, which is how most of uh, most of the tools in a, in a pipeline interact with each other. Now, what I've noticed is while the option for languages is, is a little lesser, but yes, if you look at the overall pipeline, DevOps code cutters do throw some some interesting challenges at you. You know, even if uh, at the at the outset it, it might appear basic, but then uh, there's there's a lot of stuff over there which can equally challenge you and provide like good practices as as it would if you were doing a, a TDD or a BDD cutter, for that example. To be pointed, we're not talking about doing TDD cutters with DevOps people, are we? Well, you can actually. Uh, a big part of, of all of this is, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're automating your, your infrastructure, which is which is known as infrastructure as code, right? So, uh, you know, you, you can't go through a hit and trial uh, method of uh, of writing Terraform and Ansible or Chef scripts, running them on, on some sort of a VM uh, pulled up using Vagrant or VirtualBox and like, ah, oh, I missed there. Let me fix that. You know, that's that's not what uh, Akata teaches you, right? You have good uh, ways of, of, of writing tests, which could essentially validate, uh, you know, uh, how, how the scripts would behave or, or, you know, validate the expected outcome of those scripts before you actually go ahead and apply them in the environment. So, yes, I mean, I, I am talking about uh, putting a bit of TDD in how you uh, learn to write your infrastructure uh, automation, and I'm also talking about putting in a lot of BDD in uh, in how you uh, you know go about designing the whole uh, solution architecture or or your continuous deployment pipes. It's uh, you know we're using uh, a lot of BDD in, in designing you know the continuous delivery pipelines or, or the continuous testing and the, and the continuous deployment that goes on. There is there is a lot of uh, you know uh, good integration happening over there. Meet Kartar. Kartar is a project manager working for a casino. And little does he know is that hitmen are gunning for his head if he doesn't deliver the project on time. Kartar has caught the attention of Arashi, and this Hindu demigod is not satisfied with helping Kartar change just his project, but he wants Kartar to change his life as well. Read about Kartar's life in Agile Noir. Agile Noir is available in the US on Amazon.com and in India on Pothi.com. It's P-O-T-H-I. And in China on my WeChat store. Agile Noir. Noir spelled N-O-I-R. There are links to these retailers in the podcast show notes.
In the show notes, you'll find links to some cool DevOps katas. And next episode, there will be more Anadi Mizra. The best way you could capture how the environment behaves as of now is is through these uh, broken specs because you know i mean no matter what you do with your chef and ansible in the end man will automate it you know the, the environment has to has to basically perform the way it used to before you apply these scripts <laughs> <laughs>